the ocean In with the new thing Dark as a motherfucker, color of my moon ring My mind digital, always stay focused now Steady dry, heavy but This my favorite go around, love it when it's showtime Pump the adrenaline, feeling like a kid again Pass me a mescaline, nigga I'm a man now No more pants down, no need for gloves now No more mask out, grind to your bone show Foolproof cash route, do it for the fam I'm nobody's cash cow Yes, sir. We good? We ready? The levels is right. The levels, the levels, the levels is right. The levels. Yeah, Grumpy OGs. Uh-huh. Hannibal Heckler, Eddie Giggs. Virgil Skitch. We got a... Virgil Skitch. Okay. <laughs> you jumped in choice love. It's all good. Because we have the legend in the house, Miami legend. legend. See, we, we, this is, you all know we in Miami, and we always like to show love to any Miami legend. In our eyes, you are, are a legend to us, and you were the next one on the list. We say... Teddy get, I mean Eddie get Teddy T on the on the on the horn. See if he can come down. Word. Legendary wild man Teddy T. Wild man Teddy T. What up? If what y'all up, don't know, up? do your motherfucking homework. You yeah. already know. You will see his motherfucking name. For us, it's an honor for you to be here. Word. Good looking we, at Teddy. We was talking. We was just talking about you ten seconds ago outside. We said, "Yo, we out. We know you were in Power ninety six. I know you started underground radio." Um, you want to break down how you first you broke into underground radio? Because that's yeah, people like, don't know like, how important underground radio. I don't even was know really the whole story. Like, how'd you yeah. get into the whole radio? Game? And it was a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I come first of all. It started in high school. Uh. All right, there was a radio station in Fort Lauderdale called WRBD. It was actually WRBD it was owned by the Rivers family, which bought ninety nine jams oh, as well. Mm, like cool. EDR, his name is Ed Rivers. That's the person who started EDR and WRBD. EDR, wow. there you go. You know what I'm saying? So um, I was in school calling on in the morning. You know how they call up, call up, shout out, shout out. Yeah. yeah. So I used to call up as Guido. Uh. You know what I'm saying? Like a little tone, like Tony Montana. You know what I'm going to squid on the line, man. What's going on? And they'd be like, oh, Guido, shut your mouth, man. I thought you were talking nothing, man. I ain't talking. You're not talking, all right? And then it's like. It blew up all around the city, and I used to come to school, and nobody knew it was me. Right. But they knew I went to Boyd Anderson because I was shouting everybody out at BA. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And then one day, my, one of my brothers was like, they was talking about me, and he just like couldn't take. It. it was like, man, that's Ted, man, that's Ted. It's like who? And I'm just chilling. But how he knew it was you? Well, yeah, he knew because he, he was my brother. Yeah, I, thought, yeah, yeah, I, thought, yeah. I thought you kept he, it from everybody. I did. That would have been I the did. Shit. I kept it from everybody, but okay. yeah, well, he, he was my yeah, brother. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. You knew. He just and knows. he just people just talked about it so much. He said, "Man, you gotta let people know, man. You could be a star." I'm like, "Nah, man, I read." Because I remember that show, "Pump Up the Volume." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Had, 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 he had his own radio show when he was in school, and nobody knew. Right. So that's how I felt. Like oh. I, I had created that vibe, and I was right. like, "You know what I mean?" I come to school, everybody be like, "Yo, who's Guido? Who's Guido?" So now I'm chilling, and I just see a whole group of people just running at me. And I'm like, "Oh, and they're like Guido." I'm like, "Oh, oh shit, oh, damn!" Yeah, I yeah, know. Then the you go, my man. Like I told y'all, I told y'all. Yeah. Yeah. You know he was a, a fucking hood celebrity so, and shit overnight. Yeah, so it's like um, Big Man Kelly. Y'all know Big Man Kelly. Yeah. So um, Ross Ross Allen, who became um, uh, what's his name, the morning show guy, uh, um, Tom Joyner. He, uh, he oh. Ross Allen was on the night at at WRBD. He became yeah. Tom Joyner's producer for the show oh, okay, during okay. this whole time. Yeah. So he had me. He had. So he told Big Man Kelly if he bring me. To the radio station, he could start his internship at WRBD. So that's how Big Man Kelly got on the radio, because he brought me to the radio. Nice. And I'm doing the night show yeah. with Ross Allen. Wow. And I never wanted to do radio my whole entire life. But when I look back, I'm like, damn, I started off in the station night show. was that? 
And WRBD was the AM station. Oh, okay, okay. That, that, I thought you were you were already asking for it. Good. The AM. Nah, okay. this was still the AM station. Yeah. 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 This, this, I was still this in high up. school. Gangster. You know what I'm saying? And then it was like um, after that, um, me and um, this girl, Lady Most Dangerous, she was on 99 Jams yeah, as well. Right. Yeah. And my partner, DJ Ant Man, we had came from Boyd Anderson together. We created Three Way Parlay, mm. and um, um, Ant Man was on Flavor 919 with Black Forest Summer Camp, and we was on before there was Daddy Saw, then us. And then everybody from Black Forest Summer Camp kind of like just faded. Like, you know, underground radio was, you're not really involved. Yeah. What right. you showing up for, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So after a while, it was just me and that man. And we just like, boom, I said, well, my rap name was Virgil Sketch at the time. So it was like <laughs> oh. Sketch and that man, three-way parlay, you know. And we just took off Fair from enough. there. So I'm doing Flavor 919. But then... um Kayla, y'all remember Kayla? Yes, yes. So Kayla was over there, and she was like, Teddy, I want to hook you up with the bomb. They need you over at the bomb, and the bomb was on 95th Street behind Central at the time. So I was like, all right. So I go over there. They got me on over there at like 12 o'clock at night, which is like war zone. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally, the dudes from the area would have to come and see when after I wanted to go to the store or when I was going to be ready to leave. Because sometimes I couldn't leave because they might have just went and shot somebody. Right. And they might be coming oh. back to retaliate. They don't know when somebody's coming. Damn. So they used to have to look out for me like that. Like sometimes I had to might stay at 6 wild. o'clock in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Because I can't leave. But they make right. sure I got weed and drinks yeah, yeah, and yeah, right. some head. Good. You know what I'm saying? They right. make sure I'm good. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like. <laughs> It's just city life. I'm a kid. Wow. I'm like, this yeah, shit's just real. It's just saying? another ordinary job. Right. Well, that's right. At least they would take <laughs> care of you looking out, yeah, though. Yeah, you know, so. They from, make sure you act out. Yeah, Listen, so, so for while him we have the opportunity, he was going to no, do it. Word. Yeah. Nothing. So while we was at Flavor 919, though, Daddy Saw was like, yo, I want to do the station, man, just like us, man. Hip hop, reggae, reggae, hip hop, you know what I mean? Back and forth. So I'm like, man, we're ready when you do it. And then Daddy Saw died of cancer. And then Butterfuco and, um, my other man, he he had a car lot, I forgot his name, light skinned dude. They was like, yo, Daddy saw last wishes was for three way Pole to be on his show, Mix ninety six. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh yeah, they're like, Well we we we're gonna go ahead and start it in his honor. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, he's like, he he y'all y'all the only ones that get two shows. So I said, well, we'll do Tuesday and Friday. That's you know dope. what I mean? So we jumped off on there for you know, that's that's how Mix ninety six got started yeah. from mm-hmm. Daddy Saw. Wow. Nice. You know what I'm saying? And then like that's how DJ Khaled come in. Of course. Khalid yeah, come yeah. in on my show. Uh, like, I'm chilling. Man, man, didn't come that day, so I'm just doing everything. I'm on the mic, rocking. Uh, and well, then, real quick, I, I know you said that's how Khalid came. I got a question about that. But right before that, okay, we I, I know when Mix, you know, I can't tell you, I can't pinpoint the year it came out, Mix 96, but I know the pretty much the beginning 97. of it. Let's say you, you were you there. You were there from the jump off, right? Yeah, the, Daddy Saw created. I was there from the inception when Daddy Saw yeah, was like, okay. "I'm going to make this station." Like Daddy Saw didn't even live to see the station get created. Gotcha. See, I didn't, but, I didn't. I didn't know that. But Butterfuko yeah. now made sure that his dream and his sisters, like, because everybody came through, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's dope because at Mix '96 was that like, was that was the premiere, you know? Yeah. Because we were listening to more more '96 Mix '96 than the main radio, yeah, yeah. for sure. You know, because you know, Butterfuko them they had Amnesia, Rockers Island back then. Yeah, mm. so yeah. you know, us and Papa Keith, um, they was um, what Papa Keith them was called. Shout out um, to Papa Keith too. What was they called back then? Man, um, you got me on that one. Him and and um. Oh, it's gonna come to me in a minute, but they DJ there or we DJ there. We could right. never DJ at the same, <laughs> same time, time, but we both was kind of hip hop. We was more hip hop. They was hip hop reggae. Mm. So they always had to bring in a reggae DJ when we would come in. But so syndicate, so, so syndicate, syndicate. so yeah, syndicate sir. was straight hip hop reggae. Yeah. You know, 
um, Dread and Ricky Castro, they was in, you know, between Ricky Castro and and Papa Keith on the mic, and Dread was killing it, you know oh. what I'm saying? And so, nice. um, so then, that's like I said, one day they brought Khaled in, and they was like, yo, can he get on? And you just do the mic for him. And I'm like, ah, yeah. So he's rocking, and he's like, yo, can I see the mic? He got the mic. Yo, it's Khaled. I said, nah, you can do everything. You're good. <laughs> you good. <laughs> so then it was like, he was like, yo, they told me that, you you got a label that you got artists. You know, I said, yeah, I got this group First Platoon. And he was like, I got beats. And I was like, word? So I'm listening to this beats and I heard this beat. I got connection. I get that ass stuck like glue. And I was yeah. like, ooh, that shit hard. Yes. I, 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 I sent it to Donovan. Donovan owned Onyx. He used to work at Onyx. Yes. yes. He was like, yo, we'll give him five grand for that record. You know, come get it. Just like that over the phone. So I ain't got the money. But you know he he split it with me, and I was like, damn, you know what? People ain't gonna like you. <laughs> you, you a DJ, but you a producer. Like yeah, right. to this day, a lot of people didn't realize until you see what he's doing. That Cali been producing, yeah, from the beginning once he came here. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. And even like the first temple, they had it somewhere and they couldn't do it, so we did it at Onyx. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I put him in his first video and I helped him get on 99 Jams because I was producing Luke Show. Luke, back in the days, I was like, this kid Khaled is crazy. Got a crazy voice. You know what I'm saying? That's when he was killing rockers. I mean, um, Mix 96. Mix 96, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Everybody knew that voice. Mm-hmm. Just dropping bombs. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. like, <laughs> I've been a part of so much of the history. We know. Yeah. Of Miami. Yo, that's, know. Why, that's why I wanted you know. on here, because I wanted people to, I wanted to learn, fuck that, because I didn't know. You I, know what I'm saying? That's I, I just right. knew you from power, and I'm like, and, and, and big. I was like, damn. Because when we was young like that, it, we, I was just so caught up in the music at that time that I didn't give a fuck about who structured it, how it got. You understand? But you tell me the ins and outs of this. It's like I'm like, and yeah. I know all these things, so I'm like, damn, okay. Like, I, heard, I love this I shit. always heard the name Teddy T, and then of course I saw the face. Obviously, when you got to ninety nine, oh, well, to power. power. I, I didn't even, I wasn't even in the in the radio and uh, like like listening to that time. When, I guess when you was at ninety nine jazz, right, right, right. right. But then, with you, and then if you didn't really pay attention to the names when you was younger, listening to Mix ninety six because I was a J. I was, yeah, I was and probably, no, you know, when I started, not, I was in my you know, yeah, because I wasn't Teddy T yet. Exactly. Yeah. And what I'm okay. trying to tell you, so if you don't I, hear I was, that name, and it don't ring a bell. Like right. in Miami, people know me as Bert, like if you, if right. Case One, Case uh. One Hundred, Case One was at the bomb. Okay. With us at nine hundred nine, the bomb because I went from Flavor Nine One Nine to the bomb, and then we moved over the bomb to like one hundred nine one sunspot over there. They had this artist named LSD, and um. Case One and Mystic was there. They was called Third Degree. Okay. There was the artist that was there. So even Case One to this day call me Skitch. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like people from the city. She was, and that's what it was. People that's from the city called her Skitch. You know that's what I'm saying? Right. But then when, um, you know, I, I started working records. So I've been working records the whole time. Yeah. But then when I got on um, 99 Jams and Al B came. Mm-hmm. And then Al B was like a whole year being Al B getting high. You know what I'm saying? Every day. And, um, we play, you know, we chilling out, and Irie used to be in the back. Irie was the producer, and I used to DJ go. DJ Irie, yeah, DJ Irie was wow. was Albie's producer. Now this is the most craziest shit in the world, right? This so, is right after Underground. You went to 99 first. I was on Underground and, and 99 oh, so, at the same yeah, time. You transit. That's what I'm saying. Before 96 or anything, it was 99. Yeah, yeah. Because okay, like, on. I mean, I'm telling you, like, I I was doing like five Underground stations a day. Damn mm, man. You know, I had we did. I had Flavor 919, 909 The Bomb, Mix 96. Um, we started our own station, 909 Ghetto Radio, in Fort Lauderdale because my partner, Black, um, we, we through Ray Paulette, we was making our mixtapes. And this is like 93, 94. 
And then one of our mixtapes got up in Peter Thomas' office, mm-hmm. and they played it every day, every day. And it was this mix that my aunt did. It was uh, Cherish the Day with Jaru the Damager. Um, you want to stop what? Jump mm, up to get yeah. up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That shit was cracking. That's my shit. So Peter Thomas come down, and he was like, look, I'm looking for Ant-Man, and I'm looking for this kid, Ted, to do promotions. Because I, I now I came in doing promotions in 93. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I could just reverse, because my life is crazy. So I started a record label in high school. We had mm. this kid named Eminem. Um, <laughs> his name was Mad Money Mert. Mm. And he had to be Eminem because we couldn't use Eminem. And it was like one day I was like, holy shit, we can, we can, we can get on, we can um, sue Eminem for his name because oh. we the first Eminem. Nah. You know what I'm saying? And it was like my man who Still did the it. Same? Everything, because it was Eminem. His name was Marshall Mathers. Like, right. my man was Mad Money Mert. And you right. can't use Eminem because Eminem was already trademarked. So um, so I'm in school every day, and I'm doing um, rap battles during class. And I, so I done, got, I done went through and got some of the, all the hottest beatboxes. You know what I'm saying? I, like, I done went through, like, two weeks to find me my beatboxes. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Then I'm finding my rappers. So then I start setting up battles. You know what I'm saying? They do, I started baby. setting up the battles. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, I'm not even going. I ain't go to school my first two years. I'm setting up battles every uh. day. You know what I'm saying? Even when we did talent shows, I had a beatbox orchestra. I had people that did bass, tenor, the sounds, and all that. Man. You know what I'm saying? We're uh. killing it. All hip-hop. Hard. And it was like, um, my man, this other kid I knew, Vince, his mother, his family bought him a whole uh, SSL board. He had he had the whole studio in his garage. Hmm. I was over at his girl house, and they opened up the garage. I was like, "Damn, look at that board!" You know what I'm saying? For real. I went over and became his friend right then. <laughs> right. What's going on, buddy? My name's Ted. We need to be friends. Yeah. This is what I do. Yeah, He's exactly. like, "Oh, great." He said, "You knew what toy that yeah, was." Yeah. So now, I said, "I got all these rappers. They need demos." I said, "So we gonna like my uncle when I first moved. I came from Quincy, Illinois." I've been coming down here from Quincy, Illinois since 1981. I'm from Chi-Town originally. I'm, from, I'm so, from the north side, though. In Lordy Hill, they had a record store, Foresight Records. And Foresight Records is the first independent rap label in the South. Mm. They came out with um, Bass Rock Express, MCADE. Mm. Came out before Loop. All right? So I'm coming to this record store since the 81, 82, because they got all the 12 inches. ADE, he played the records for you. I ain't know he was 80 at the time, but he was his dad on the store, and he used to play the records so you could hear the records, and he figured that out. Like, he come at the store, and he don't got nothing to do, and people in there, so he hooked up the turntable to start playing the records, and when he started playing the records, people started buying them, because they could, oh, that's that record. Uh-huh. And this is in the 80s, 81, 82, so we talking about Africa Bambada, right, right. you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, all yeah. of this Cold stuff is coming in, right. you know what I mean? And then... It's like even crazier because like the people who was bringing this music in, I'm affiliated with. So my man Nick Solano, he was in New York. He made, uh, he was with um, African Band Body when they made Planet Rock. Like Madonna oh. was in the studio. Mm. All these people, you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. And it's like he bought African, he bought Planet Rock to Miami, and Jerry Russian played it seven times. You know, that song was already like seven minutes long. Right. So he played it for like 45 minutes each right, time. Right. And Miami was the first. New York wasn't even playing Planet Rock. Uh, wow. Miami was the first city to break Planet All Rock. Right. Just up. You know oh, what I'm saying? History we'll, right we'll, now. We'll build so up that too. Yeah. My Uncle Frank, when I moved, when I finally moved here, 
um, I met, I, I called him my uncle because, you know, I met him, but I met him at the store in Lauderdale Lakes, and he was like, he was like, yo, you in the hip-hop? I'm like, hell yeah, it's my life. He's like, I, he goes, two tickets and two backstage passes to the Fresh Press. Huh. And the Fresh Press was Red DMC, Houdini, LL, you know, the Fresh yeah. Press, 1984. Gangsta. So now I'm back there, and BD. it's like so much history is in effect right now because they got, um, they bought Michael Martin up there. Which was Jermaine Dupree's father. Jermaine Dupree's father was 14 years old. He was a kid like me. We're there. And then they got him there because Foresight have this group called New Beginning and Usher's in the group. Get mm. the fuck out of here. Usher's in Fort Lauderdale in this group. And so they Get got the him to look at. So I'm already aware of all this stuff that's going on. Right. As a kid, like, bam, bam, bam. You know what I'm saying? I see Luke come to Broward Boulevard in the Cherokee. Selling the tapes, uh, you know what I'm saying. I go to Strawberries. We we take we taking scooters from Fort Lauderdale, baby. Drinking, old school, old school. Yeah, and Pack Jam, 1984, Jam, yeah. 85. No Pack Jam for 85. We drinking. We we taking Boilermakers, um, um, I wasn't, I wasn't here and Mad Dog. Yeah, we drinking yeah. Bull and Mad Dog and yeah. getting on scooters driving from Fort Lauderdale to Miami. <laughs> We bring it to how the fuck you did that? We just I drink, did I drink Mad Dog and bust oh, my ass shit. on a look, bike. Look, we and bought you drove, you we drove bought, scooters. Scooters. Oh, we shit. bought two cars because the first place we go to Sammy Ninth Street. That's where all the hookers was. There was no strip clubs back right. then. Uh, it was all hookers, Biscayne. You know, so chasing that Goulet. Teddy, Teddy. That's why we know. That's why we and Teddy we brothers over here. Cause we some dirty grimy, sucio motherfuckers. Ain't no ass either. Come on, it don't get no grimy here, baby. Come on. Tell me you eat that. Come on, man. We'll get to that. Hold on. All right, we'll get to that. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm still still got the history. Rock and roll. I'm still good. So it's like, now it's like, uh, where I was at? (laughs) That ass ED always fucking motherfucking mind up. We was. We was. You said strawberries, strawberries, baby. So, like, literally. We used to, I, I never paid for, I never paid for lunch. I stole my lunch every day uh, so I could come to 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 seventy nine for at least seventy five to hundred dollars because that's head or some sex. Right. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Right. So it's like boom, we in the car taking turns. Then we go to pack jam, getting to throw the D contest, getting a fight, and we go home. Is it? And it was like y'all don't know to throw that D. Y'all don't. Uh, y'all, yeah, you know, the throw the D contest was like that was the thing. They always gave out a hundred dollars. My man Freddie used to win it a couple times. That's why they used to get mad at one of the fighters. <laughs> Cause he, we, we from Broward County, and we throwing the D better than niggas from Dade. You know what I'm saying? We got there. We practice it. We got practice sessions. We, you know, we gonna get this money. We practice money on Friday. We got ready on Saturday. Throw the dick contest. Serious? Come on. Nah, you hey, listen. You gotta make your money. How you can hire the fuck you make it? I'm with you. So it's like that's good. You know, I just grew up. In the industry, like my uncle, he Word. did, my uncle Frank, he did the um, I Need You, yeah. China BBSMP. Yeah. He produced that record. So now, the next week, he like, hey, come to the YMCA. I got Run DMC there. Oh. At Sis Trunk Boulevard, he got Run DMC. You know what Big I'm saying? Time. And then Slick Vic from Jam Pony was there. Slick Vic is watching Jam Master J scratching. He's just like, yo, what the fuck is he doing with the record? Mm. He going to fuck it up. And he's like, nah, he's scratching. That's how you scratch. And it's like really slick. Vic went home all night and stayed up practicing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so he learned shit. how. Like so with Jam Pony, when I was to be with them, it's like I used to go over to um, Hot Rod. Hot Rod was a apparel. You know, he was um, he was handicapped, uh-huh. so he really couldn't do a lot. So I make I go over there with him, get the records for him, go get shit for him. You know what I'm saying? When you make a tape, I get a tape. Right. I go to Slick Vic house, roll his blunts, 
put the records back in. I'd be accessible and I get to get the tapes. And back then, Jam Pony tapes was gold. Mm. I got the master I, tape before I, he take it to Cotan. Oh, I, I ain't never had no master. He got the I, master. I was in sixth grade. I'm going to USA flea market. That's when the mixtape they had this long. Remember they put mm-hmm. them in a big old long, yeah. a list that just rolls yeah, down. Rolls down. About, because then I'm they put it to the books. Ten feet long, word. Right. And you just look. You look at the playlist. You I'll say tell which, you, I that's how tape, you buy your how you bought your mixtapes. Yeah. Gangster, that's how we used to always buy them. That's how I used to get my gym pony days. I ain't got no master like you, my bad boy. Yeah, so I, I rock with all the ponies like that. Yeah, that's dope. I would go rock, I would go with them, but I would be the one that would help clean up the mess or roll the joints. Uh. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, nah, they start calling me, so I was able to get in like that. And so then, that's crazy. got my record label, we, um, we got a record deal with Joy Boy Records. My Uncle Allen, um, I, I found a pressing plant across from Plantation High School in Fort Lauderdale. And it's cost seventeen fifty to press up the lacquer and then press up the things. So nigga, we made the the demos from the kids at the school, right. made the money, pressed up the the product, and my man Ace worked for Chantel Records and they had Irk and Jerk. Irk and uh, Jerk was another um, South Irk Florida and Jerk. Right. We got you doing it, baby. So he put our records in with their records and sent it out to all the radio stations. The radio stations picked up our, our record in Cape Coral, Fort Myers. We like number three on the charts. Uh-huh. And then I'm, we come over there to do a tour with Disco Rick, um, Laz, uh, Get Some Girls, uh, all, you know, everybody. You know what I'm saying? That's we crazy. get to the radio station. The radio <laughs> station, they immediately call the police on Disco Rick. They want to let Disco Rick, they want him off the premises. You know what I'm saying? Just because he's Disco Rick. Just because he's Disco yeah, Rick? just because he's Disco <laughs> Rick. They like, he's got to leave. <laughs> and then they found out we was there. Then it's kind of like, oh, wait a minute, who's here? And I'm like, why they acting like that? And I go look at the playlist, and it's like Mariah Carey, Hammer, and then us. Jesus. And I was like, damn. We go to the mall. We get chased out the mall. You know what I'm saying? So we did like four shows. And I was with this kid, Steve Ivory. He was one of the first people to have a song on Funkmaster Flex album. He was a producer, but he was an artist as well. And, and Funkmaster Flex first album, he had a single on it from nice. Miami. Nice. You know what I'm saying? So he was an engineer, so he was like... Every spot we went to, where they saw it was him, they was like, yo, we'll pay you double if you engineer all the shows for us. He was like, as long as y'all pay my assistant. And they was like, okay, we'll give him $15 as well. And I was like, and I should just roll the blunts, <laughs> roll the reefer while he's doing all the, and we did like six shows. I go perform and then come back and work the board for all the shows. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm learning the business same time, as I'm man, you, involved, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You was hands-on. Yeah, like, you, I was, you had someone in every goddamn edge of the other industry. Yeah, this, hold on, hold this on. This, this story was gonna make me want to pop off this. Uh, you get a little... Was this, was this again? Cali Pack Exotics. Cali Pack! Cali Pack Exotics. Cali Pack. Let's see how exotic this is. Since yeah. Pina mm-hmm. Colada. Mm-hmm. Pina Colada. That's already exotic. Pina I mean, Colada. like, all this stuff we talking about. Not 80s, 90s, 91, you know what I'm saying? Like early 90s, late this, 80s. Like, because I, I got the record deal in 89. I left school with 0.2 grade point average. So I was there five years. And I, I got a record label. I got a record deal instead of a diploma. Right. You know what I'm saying? You said a, a what? Point what? Uh, 0.2 grade point average. Why, why did my dyslexia hurt 2.0? No. But no. you said 0.2. 0.2. We, we can talk about that too for two I, seconds. I had 0.1. No, I was going to say, I think he beat you. You got me. Yeah, you know, I mean, because when I was in eighth grade, um, they was talking about um, how the Indians disguised themselves and took over the Boston the, the Boston Tea Party. So I was like, oh, that must mean the Indians ran the port. 
And they was like, well, that's not what we're talking about. I said, I know that's what you're not talking about, but that's <laughs> right. what I'm seeing. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. And now the whole class is running around. Ooh, the Indians running. You know, they freaking out. So she, she, you know, the class done got struck, and I'm, I'm adding on to it. So she kicked me out of the class. They, they sent me to the principal's office, and they yeah, wouldn't let me come back much. in the class. So I stopped learning from that point on. You know what I'm saying? And uh. I just taught myself. Everything. I right. never paid attention to school at all. Like, I left school. I can't spell. I can't write sentences and shit. Right. I always write in grammar, what it's called, uh, when you uh, run-ons. I mean, run on, run all on that crazy. shit. I ain't got none of that you shit. You know that now? Nah, I mean, fuck I... me up right now with the run-ons. And, yeah, you I mean, know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll talk to you about that later. <laughs> I skipped a lot, man. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I never went. <laughs> hey, look, I used to catch the bus. I used to catch the bus. But at least bus. you did shit. But look, I, I did some fucked up shit. And go everywhere else and then come back to school <laughs> to catch the bus to go back home. That's I did it for a couple years. I just didn't do it all my life. I, at least I ended up finishing. But forget about that. He has a different story, though. You dig? Mm-hmm. Yours, your story is a different edge, and I respect what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This dude no, came I respect home one your day. Story. His mom's a mathematician. It's nothing. He come home one day and said, and says, um, you found. His mom's, I, I got, it's just a so funny can't, story. You can't tell your boy's story. It's, it's hilarious. F it's not you. even a bad story. Fuck you. He said, his mom said, yo, you did your homework? He's, he, 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 he needed help with that. He helped, huh? She just, since she knows math, mm-hmm. she, he asked <laughs> her for help in the math homework, you dig? Which is what I would have done. But he asked her, and since he didn't know how to do it, she beat his ass. Ever since that day, he never asked her again. She said, you did your homework? Yep, did it already. Did it in the school. Never did his homework again. Not one more fucking day. You did? Yeah. So, it's I a little love, bit of a different. Love you, mom. I love you, mom. But damn, yeah. He I said, mean, shit. I ain't getting beat up no more. I mean, you know what? Because it was like crazy. Like, my mom used to always be on me. But my, all my mom always let me do what I wanted to do. Like, right. literally, I was nine years old. My mom found out I was smoking weed. I've been smoking weed since I was seven. Damn. I have been smoking <laughs> weed and having sex at seven. I got molested by my cousin. I loved it. And I started fucking all the babysitters because look my mother my mother used to go out all the time right oh and she would, she would have I'm my, not laughing at you I'm laughing at the situation yeah he got turned out he got turned out he turned negative to a positive and, and if it makes him positive then but this is how it so started though this is the crazy part I my mom used to have my cousins and them come babysit with two guys so what's gonna happen you got two teenage guys babysitting at an empty house. Right. They bringing the girls over that they can hit. Right. So I'm on the left titty. I'm left-handed. I'm always on the left titty. Every time, like, why is this thing always on the left titty? Bitch, I'm left-handed. <laughs> you should have been ambidextrous. You I, right I, write, I write right-handed, you but said, I do okay. my thing. Like, really yeah. So look, so now, I done had, now, <laughs> this, is at, this is at five and six years old. So now I go, I just start smoking weed in Nashville, Tennessee. I go to LaGrange, Missouri for the summer with my cousins, and I'm sleeping with my cousin every all, every day, all day. She taught me everything, you know what I'm saying? Right. And then I come back now. Now I remember all the girls that I done sucked their titty two, three years ago. Now I get all these same girls to babysit me, take oh. turns babysitting me, because now I can hunt them because I done already sucked your titty. You're I done smart. already. You're smart. You know what I'm saying? He already, be, he already be, uh, So I came he up. Like territory. He got the territory down. Yeah, yeah I, I got came you. up managed, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't wait till the next time I need a fucking babysitter. Uh, That's it. I used to be like, my mama got heard a babysitter. I remember that. I already know who's coming. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I remember that one. I'm going to close yeah. my eyes. Suck no. all your titties. See who you know I'm saying? I'm going to chase all your titties. i let you and know who it was. And it was like crazy because when we, man, my mom was like, when we was moving to Florida, like my mom was like, it was like April. My mom just broke down crying. My mom was wrong. She like, 
I don't have no money. Like, I can't pay the bills. I can't, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, damn. I went upstairs and came down with $1,000. Like, yeah. She's like, where you got that? I went upstairs. I got a whole room full of fucking candy bars. I'm on the football team, right? Word up. The football coach, he a drunk. So these people gave him all this fucking candy <laughs> to raise money, right? So he's like, yo, Ted. Yo, T. They call me T.S. Yo, T.S. Take care of the candy. Give us a count of what we got and let us know. Shut your mouth. I said, this motherfucker said, give us a count of what you don't even know. Nigga, I start calling niggas. Come pick me up. Nigga, I got all the candy. I got Snickers, Kit Kat, and all the shit. Whatever you got. You know what I'm saying? I got King Kat. Stop talking and open the fucking trunk. I got my whole upstairs filled with candy. So I took my mama. That's a movie. You know, stole all this candy. I ain't stealing it. I embezzled it. You know what I'm saying? Then she like, that's good. My mom say, can you get some more? I uh, said, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. So we really funded oh, our shit. trip that's good. to come to Florida for me stealing candy from the school. Big up to that. You know what I'm saying? It's so a fundraiser. Hustle. It's a fun. Yeah. So now it, her, it, 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 it Hurricane Andrew, Andrew, Hurricane Andrew come, and you know that freaked me out because I'm from Illinois. I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so I, Andrew, I, that's when I moved I out was here. Too, man, I got the yeah. fuck out of here. I was like, man, if shit happens like that, shit was a war zone. Like that shit look like down here. We was in Kent. We were still in Kent. We still in Kent. We still like I was in Fort Lauderdale, so I woke up. I told you it wasn't shit. That shit missed y'all. It was supposed to hit y'all though. Yeah, and it missed y'all and it fucked us up. We drove down here to pick up one of our homeboys. You know what I'm saying? I was seeing houses, the top part next to it. You know, yeah. I was freaked out. I couldn't even find my fucking house. So I was, I was on, I was doing my shows then all around. So I told my man, I said, look, we need to move to Atlanta because Atlanta's like hip hop heaven. He just immediately told his mom, mom want to move to Atlanta. She went and they went and found an apartment and they built the house from scratch. So this is like '92. Mm. Now, this is like '90, yeah, '92, '93, right after Hurricane Andrew. So I'm up there. This girl is passing out. Priority ice cube stuff, you know what mm. I'm saying? I'm like, damn, what's what you doing? She's like, I'm the um, regional promotional rep for Priority Records. I said, damn. So they pay you to do to pass? She's like, they don't, they don't just pay me. They take care of my tuition to school. They pay for her housing and her car. Mm. Damn, that was that was good time. I was like, <laughs> you missed you missed that. I missed, I missed that train. So look, so my homeboy Chris Pringle, he went to Diller High School. He. He was do, he had just got hired by Scotty Scotty Boy Scotty Brother Records. Right. I had just seen him and I'm like, oh shit, my man. I call him. I'm like, yo, I want this street promotion shit, dog. They right. they, they 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 stacking niggas paper. up. Yeah. He was like, dog, and I need somebody in Atlanta. Scotty Brothers was at the BMG office. BMG was Arista, RCA, you know, because I was a distributor at the yeah. time. BMG was loud. All those was at the right, one. Right, right. So, the lady, she's pregnant. That's the rep. So already, that's a she can't do nothing because I was always gonna be oh I can't go to the club I can't yeah, so yeah. she's calling me for everything I'm ready to you know and I work at a mentally retarded mentally retarded kid spot I work overnight with the kids mm. but sometimes I come in early and then I will just take one of them with me and I take that bitch to the club I put some sunglasses on that motherfucker <laughs> and tell that bitch to follow me <laughs> I'm done oh. and I'm in the club <laughs> with that nigga working records and shit and he in that tears. Hey, hey, at least, you know at least she's showing him a good time. Yeah. I ain't even mad at that. And when you used to put glo- glo- glasses on bars, when I was sneaking over to the club I'm, at 13. Yeah. At 13, yeah. I had a 13 and shit. Yeah. Why, you wow. Wow. Put the hoodie on. That's how almost you do the same it. thing. Almost the same thing. That's, yeah. That's how you do it. It's so almost like, the same thing. From then, like, my first record, I worked with Skilo. And uh. I got that pick. This girl, we were supposed to run a train on her, and then my boy took upstairs. He distracted me with a story. Oh. 
You know what I'm saying? But Ted, tell them the story about. And then I looked up, they was gone. I was uh, like, oh, excuse me. You fed you out. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I was supposed uh, to be the guy. So in the morning, shit out. she's like, oh, I got to go to work. I'm late for work. But I ain't taking you to work. You're supposed to give me some pussy. Oh, what's wrong with you? She's like, no, no. I work at a radio station. Oh, you work at a radio station? Oh, I might take oh, you there. Oh, okay. So I took her to the station. You're going to play this record. Man, she put the record on the fucking hot. That's the hotline. That's my introduction to the hotline. She said, yeah. "Oh shit, the hotline." She hit that bitch. The program director was like, "Let me tell you right now, you're not in trouble. Matter of fact, you've been promoted to a music director because you had the balls to play a hit record. Uh. Put that record in my box, and you're the music director tomorrow." Wow. So needless to say, I got head all the way home. I was gonna say, you yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I hope yeah, she yeah. paid you. Needless to say, I got head all the way home. I always understand. What radio station was this? Yeah, and it's the station I've been working with to this day, man. And the where she was at, and then from there, I did. Um, uh. I started working. My man Chuck Bone hooked up my man Chris with Scotty Brothers. Chuck Bone went to Uptown, so I started working with Soap for Real, Lost Boys. You know, I went to Loud. Um, I worked with Justo. Justo started the mixtape awards based off of me and Ant Man making mixtapes because our mixtapes yeah. was making a killing in New York. You know what I'm saying? And then that's when Peter Thomas came and started How Can I Be Down? My man fought for Fort Lauderdale. Black was the one fronting the money. Okay. Even my man, um, he got hooked up through Black, through my man who did the um, movie um, with Wyclef and um, Sadas. Sadas. My man Sess made that movie, so Sess hooked up Black, like Sess from Fort Lauderdale too. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So Sess hooked up Peter with Black, and they came and got us. And so we did all. I did all the promotions for Hot, the first three Hot Can I Be Downs, uh-huh. and we did Ant Man. Then we start picking all the other DJs to be the, the um, showcase. DJs and right, for right. the clubs. And right. then, our connect for uh, How Can I Be Down was Phil. Phil, Phil put well, it Yeah, man. because see, Phil that's man. the, the big thing up, was. Big up Phil. The thing was, like, me and Phil always have worked together. Like, when I got to, I was working at Luke's first. I went uh-huh. to Luke. Mm. My man Jeff Sanchez, he was at Scotty Brothers. Luke hired him, but Jeff was an administrator. He worked in the office. He knew I knew the streets. So he bought me in to do That's all the That's the original Luke's is the one on 5th and Ocean, uh, when you come off the bridge? 12th. Yeah, um, well, that was the club. That was the club. That was the club. Right. They, the, they was the, on, they was the, on, the, two, um, the, 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 oh, you talking about the office. office. It was on 12th, yeah? Okay. Yeah, behind know, the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, exactly, behind the morning. Woo. Yes, sir. So, so I started working there, and like, just going to go work for Luke, it was like, damn, working for Luke. Like, I didn't watch this man my whole life. I told my uh, uncle that this was my idol, because mm. he made, he sold records and yeah, you know, yeah, everything yeah, he, he did. You know what I'm saying? So working for Luke was like, I figured I was just going to be around bitches every day. But you naked. know, that's for sure. But <laughs> it was just like the complete opposite. It was hell in that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? No He's booty. Like, like niggas, bitch was, of the niggas was in that bitch ducking. Oh, you were scared. Shit. Motherfuckers were scared to come work thinking Luke was going right. to cut their ass out. Luke, like, that's for the video. You know what I'm fool. saying? Like, Luke is nothing like that for business. You know he what I mean? But right. I learned so much about the music business with Luke. I mean, Luke put me on the radio. You know what I'm saying? And I did Raise the Roof. They was doing Luke Sheila. They was doing this song with like the O. Oh, she uh, loved Oh, yeah. They bought the guy Melvin Bratton down and everything, and they uh, did a Luke Sheila because Hiram Hicks wanted Luke to have this clean image. And I was like, Luke, we can't. We can't. That's that's corny as hell, bro. Like, You know what I'm saying? He was like, well, look at the album and figure out a record. And I'm like, raise the roof. It's like, it's perfect, you know? It's a non-sexual record, right. and it's a party record. You know what I'm saying? So I was out working the record. Back then, like, Luke used to make you, if you wanted to go on the road, you had to fill out a, a check request. And the check request had to be like your rooms, the gas, you know, for you to, you know, for you to go out. But you have to get it approved by him. So like, I might be out for two, three weeks 
my shit's like 1500 He break that shit down to 500 Because, oh, no, you, you can stay at the rooms back then. Literally, you can stay room for $29, $30 yeah. back then. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he like, that's, that's out. <laughs> that's cut. Uh, and then I'll be in that city, so I'll take care of you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, be in this one. He just right. cut me down. You know what I'm saying? But I got the Luke van. I don't know if y'all remember the Luke van. It was a $30,000 vehicle that had this fucking sound system. Lights like it had two batteries, and you had to plug that bitch up at home. Uh, <laughs> that's how I think I've seen that around town. Yo, times. I don't, that's I, I don't that man. I don't even think he was around that time. Now, this was 90, like I said, 90. This was this, uh, this is the end, and I got the van at the end of the days, like 95, 96. Oh, no, oh, oh, no yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, 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 I had I, I got the that. van then, but it was like I just took that van because I could take that van to a strip club, right? And connect it, and they give me three dollars a person just for the van, being uh, there, just being there, and then. That's, I bought Freaky Red down here. Freaky Red was in L, in Atlanta, mm. and so I used to pick up Freaky Red, and like she bring three other girls because really Luke Records, the Luke Dancers, was the brand. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it was all about the Luke Dancers, of and course. I'm like, hell, if I don't got Luke, I can make any girls Luke Dancers by just putting on shirts right. that say Luke Dancers. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I was making like Luke was banned from Alabama. He couldn't even come back to Alabama. But I could bring the band and the girls the there, girls, right. and because I had the band and the girls there, like I would make damn near five to seven thousand dollars because it was uh. like that's how much they miss Luke. You know what I'm yeah, saying? The right, girls, right. we playing all the songs. The I got party. the hat, the shirt. I'm just throwing oh, shit there. You know shit. what I'm saying? And like Luke, come like, hey man, you up there? I got a show in Alabama. It's like nah. <laughs> I got a He's show. Like, I got a show in Alabama. T-shirts yeah. you know doing good and, though. And it's like Luke, Luke started calling me the head whole coordinator. The, church, Luke. the head whole. That was my job. I was the head whole coordinator. That's a job. You know that's a good title. Coordinating the hoes. That's that's a nice that's job. So and we especially getting it from Luke. And are they hiring? Especially getting it from Luke. That's your title. We made raise the roof number one record in the country. You know what I'm saying? And then we was working at 99 Jams at the same time. We went to. Vibe Live in Orlando, they wouldn't let Luke perform because Two Live Crew had been banned right. from Disney World. They were still going through all that? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Shit. shit. That shit was crazy, man. <laughs> but it was like, this is not Two Live Crew. This is Luke. This is number one. The, the president from Vibe had to come down there and everything. Malik Yoba was with us all the time. That's when they remember they did the movie Ride the Bus back then. You remember yeah. that movie? Yeah, yeah, Ride the Bus. He used to be with us all the time. So it's like just coming up back then. And just rocking out. So now I'm at, I'm not at 99 Jams, but I'm rocking with Al B, smoking weed with him. One I'll day, yeah, one day Epps is like, yo, tell Al B I won't be um, here. Tony Touch had just gave him his first opportunity to go overseas. Uh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I say, all right, I ain't going to tell Al B right away. I'm going to tell, let Irie come in because I've been going to his parties at FIU and every time I go to a party on there, I wake up at some bitch's room. Like, <laughs> I don't black out. You know what I'm saying? Parts, yeah, the the Irie parts. Irie making me Irie. Serious. I owe Irie a couple. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think about like every time I go to Irie, I wake up like. That's nice and loyal. That's nice and loyal. So. I like that. I said, Irie, just bring your stuff. For real. You know, to stuff. He's like, what about Epps? I said, Epps is going to be cool. You know what I'm saying? Epps about to start taking off. Big up DJ Epps too. And um, so, Irie Rock. And, and Irie. I'll be said, man, if Irie come back in and do that again, Epps got to go see Cedric. And he did. And I'm sitting out in the car smoking a joint. 
I see Epps pull up, pull out all of his. You know, Epps used to have about 22 crates. Yeah. yeah. It was the crate Epps. days, yo. You know what I'm saying? Uh. And I'm like, oh, it's shit. Epps don't know. Yeah. And it was like for a long time, Epps never knew how that happened. He was just mad at Irie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. He yeah. thought Irie, but it was me. Yeah, right. I did it. You know what I'm saying? But it was like, Al B taught me a long time ago. He said, the worst thing you could do is leave a radio station because you might come back and not have a job. Uh, and I was like, that wasn't my intentions, but Irie no. was the shit. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? He, you know. Irie, Irie was the shit, and it didn't take him long to be the shit. You exactly. see what I'm saying? Exactly. So right. it's like, you know, it's like when I got on the radio, it was like, um, I'll be saying, man, what you on the radio with me? I said, well, Uncle Al got to get on the radio. I, I'm going to be on the radio. Uncle Al got to be on the radio. Uh-huh. He said, well, let's go tell that nigga the good news. <laughs> Like that, like I, you know, and I was like taking a stance. I was like, nah, nah, nah. Oh, I'm gonna be man. on the radio. Uncle Al gotta be on the yeah, radio. Yeah, yeah. You know, grilling. And it was like, well, Fine. let's go tell that nigga the good news. <laughs> let's do and this. I was like, you know, so this is how Al B got on. I mean, Uncle Al got on the radio because that's, of that's me. Gangster. And they never hired him. Like they always try to say they hired Uncle Al. Ninety Nine Jams never hired him. The minute Al B quit, they wouldn't let him come back on the radio. Oh, it's false. You know what I'm saying? But we let him stay on the radio every day. Right. Irie and Kuji had to come in and switch. Monday, right. Remember, they had to switch. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right. And then I was on every day. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then I'll be quit. And I was doing, that's when I was working with First String. Because Onyx, I was working for Luke Records. First String. And I got traded to Onyx. <laughs> Literally. Right. I came in and Nikki was like, Teddy, uh, uh, listen, Luke and Donovan been talking. And, and Donovan wants to hire you over there. So you've been traded to Onyx. Um, you can still go on the road with us. Luke still wants you to be the road manager because he likes what you do on the road and the whole the head whole coordinating thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you gotta be the coordinator right. hoes. But so you said so you said as long as I get them motherfucking Luke t shirts, Luke dancing t shirts, we I can mean go. I just if I can go on the road, that's what it's about. Like that's I done gradu- I done graduated from driving now because you know where you the got the right. Now I get to be the road manager, you know, I'm I'm in charge, you know what I'm saying? You know. So, so then I'm working, we at Onyx, and it's like Onyx, um, Peter Thomas set up for Donovan to come in because it was called, I forgot what it was called before, Onyx, because they had a Hakanabi down and Old Dirty Bastard fucked it up. The nigga some overtown shot that yeah, bitch yeah, up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I forgot the name of it before. Me too. Yeah, but so then when Donovan come in and we run that shit, that's when me and Phil, me and Phil was at Donovan's together. Okay. You know, over there. And um, um, that's what was like, boom, boom, we came up with First Platoon. Got them a deal with Warner Brothers, came up with X Con, got him a deal with Electro. Like that's a crazy story because uh my man Court Digger, we in the club. He's like, Teddy, it's this artist out here, man, Con, Con. I said, X Con, man, you crazy, whoa little mama. We got six hundred spins a week, thirty thousand sales. He looked like, oh shit. Hmm. He went up there, boom. Sylvia like, oh my God, look at these numbers. One point five, just like that. Man. We in the club. Get fucked up, get fucked up. Teddy! Yeah. Teddy! Yeah. That's the record! I said, yeah, that's my other group, Icons. That's my dogs. You know what I'm saying? I love Icons. Yeah. So I'm telling them, hold up. I, I'm working Court Digger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He he was looking for y'all in the beginning. I done took y'all money. But I got y'all money next, though. Y'all money next. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I got you. You, 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 you good. You good. So the now, was, the that's when I have coming. You in the left hand. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. the right. Bet, you in the left hand. So you. now I call, I, I, call, I call them like, look, Electra Ready. They like, damn, we just 
gave that shit to Ted Lucas for two hundred grand. I'm like, what? Mm. Like Ted just invested two hundred grand and made one point five million just like that. You know what I'm saying? So now icons went to slip and slide, yep. and that was all because I like y'all remember that summer. Trina just came out like in the spring, yeah, right? Yeah. And Trina was killing it. But then Atlantic put out Little Kim. Uh, and they killed everything. And then Get Fucked Up came out. Yeah. And, and then they made Pull Over. So Pull Over and Get Fucked Up is like neck and neck in the clubs. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But they had that remix too with, with, with a trick. Uh, with the Case. Get Fucked Up also. The no. Get Fucked Up. With no, 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 no. Fucking Little Kim jumped on the Get Fucked Up remix. That's what it was. Little Kim was in fucking Chris Styles, nigga. And that mm. record came on and she went to the studio right after the fucking club and jumped on Get that the record. Fuck out of here. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So big now. Up Luke, big up Luke Duke, too. Yeah. That's my dog. So, yeah, so like Luke Duke. So, like now, we got fucking. And Bulldogs, my brother, too. When I started working for Court Digger at X Con, we was the first rap artist to be signed at Electra Records. So now. I'm on a tour. They already had these guys, X-Con already over the Southeast already because I've been going through the Southeast. Yeah. Uh. X, they're mad because they ain't know nothing about it. But they seen So now they paid for our whole promo tour. We're on promo. And then Court Digger was like, I got to know everything he know. Give him $1,000 a week until, you know, for three months. So I'm making $1,000 a week from a lecture plus making him on the first string. I got a fucking American Express card. I could just take it on the plane. You know how you could just, Pay for that Swipe bitch, that hole, right. and then jump off and get a car, yeah. Yeah. Just get a just room. Just, <laughs> you know what I'm uh, saying? Your life is just whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Bitch, you need some you groceries. To that bill I company. need some pussy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Pussy payments. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was doing. Every uh. city, be the bitch. Let you need some groceries. I tighten you up, ho. Uh, I tighten you up. Yeah. No, I fill up your fridge. I fill up your fridge. You know what I'm saying? I tighten you up. Long as you let me eat the groceries. Right. 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 Eli, I know there's a strip club in every city. Yeah, mm. so like I'm like this whole time I'm doing underground radio. Now they're 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 taking me there um because I'm reporting all of the shows because I do reports now from street promotions. You know, yeah. you got to send in reports. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sending in charts for the radio stations, underground stations. So these motherfuckers is flying me everywhere. I'm representing this called Micropower Radio. And there's Micropower Radio conferences back then. I was in Austin, I was everywhere, and it was like, nigga, we just played music because the radio stations won't play our shit. Yeah. Right. But these motherfuckers got underground for revolutionary tactics and all kind of other shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I'm like, it's the same thing because it's with music. We, you know, we can't get our music heard, and this is stopping our economics. You know what I'm saying? So y'all feel the same way we feel. So I had to make them understand that. So since I explained it to them like that, they said, "Have me going." They start paying me, paying my rooms and everything to go. Um, Murder Dog came and did a story on me. Um, somebody else came. I had like three major magazines come do stories on me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm breaking all these records. So now I'm on 99 Jams and I get to Power 96. So now everybody that goes to BET, Rap City, they're like, oh, man, Teddy T. They keep saying my name. Like, you know, how'd you get started with Teddy T? So Pure Pain Records, B-Lord, Pure Pain was like the first DJ group, real DJ coalition. You know what I'm saying? And um, me, bigger rankings, like, this is like 90-something. I don't know. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mix Show Power Summit was going on. They used to pay for us to go to the Mix Show Power Summit because they was raping us. The Mix Show Power Summit was charging $800 a day for the bed. You understand me? For the bed? For the bed in the room. Oh. Right. 
They were charging us $800 a day for the bed, and you had to stay there for five days. Goddamn. Not the room. They was charging the bed $800 right. at a hotel anywhere in the Caribbean when they did it during the September. It was hurricane season, so the rooms is dirt cheap. You can yeah. get all-inclusive for $60. Yeah, they did. They just charged y'all. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? They did get that so price. So after three years of doing this, you know, um, what's his name? Um, DJ Rand had the um, DJ Rand had the technicians. Mm. All right, because I'm getting into like this, this how we develop. You know what I'm saying? Like Tony Neal come from another level record pool. Mm. TJ DJ come from TJ's DJ record pool. Right back in the days, that's how all the records like the record labels put the records to the record pools. Of course, if you went top ten in the record pool, then you go street. To mix show, right? So like Tony Level and I mean Tony and TJ was very pertinent, and they worked streets for the labels because yeah. you're gonna automatically get the records, and then plus you're gonna work. The, they're gonna give you the check yeah, to work the streets yep. as well. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. you got me, Tony, um, this other dude Lamont Hayes in um, in Detroit. It was just like Mad Dog. Mad Dog Mad was Dog, in New yeah, York. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's all of us worked together for all the major labels in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, you know, I, I used to flip it. I tell them motherfuckers, send me some business cards, and I'm going to fucking clubs, getting paid to be a fucking record label. You know what I'm saying? Because right. I got business cards with my right. name on it it's with loud records. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm in the South. Right. I'm taking advantage mm -hmm. of this shit, dog. I'm getting Got paid right. money. You know what I'm saying? Flipping this shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I've been doing this my whole life like that. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So it's like now. That's funny. Power 96 get here. And that shit was sick because it was like Kid Curry was like, listen, I think it's another problem. Um, I'll be sick once you to be his um, his assistant. You know, you could put up the CDs for him, whatever. We'll give you $10 hour. I was like, damn, y'all crackers finna give me $10 hour, my nigga. I'm with that shit, dog. Them niggas over there, I ain't gonna give me shit. My yeah. nigga. Now I was talking to him. He said, I was about to take nine, motherfucker. Yeah. But I'll take ten. You know what I'm saying? That's, I just, because I was just like that. I was still <laughs> like, man, y'all motherfucker, goddamn. So oh. then my first time on the air, my first break, kid was back on the on the, on the hot. They was like, kid wants to talk to you on the hotline. He said, forget everything I told you. Come tomorrow and learn the board. You're going to start your own show on Saturday. You're our next star. Goddamn. I said, man, y'all cracking bullshit, my nigga. I don't do nothing but smoke weed, fuck these hoes. I here wilding, my nigga. I ain't finna go up here and fuck around with all that bullshit. All these pushing buttons, man. That's too much shit, dog. My mind was like, motherfucker, if you don't shut the fuck up, this cracker just told you you was a star. If a cracker tell you was a star, nigga, that's some. That's you. I'm a star. So I was like, oh, okay, he did say that, huh? And I was coming back. Oh, so you say you want me on the radio? Yes. I would definitely yeah. Switched it up, switched it up real quick. I'll be there early for tea be time. to be on the radio. You know uh, what I'm saying? I'm ready now. So like my first day at Power 96, without even being on the radio, I broke peanut butter jelly because uh -huh. I took. They I had to go do a promo, and I said, "Oh, stop at the flea market. We gotta get the peanut butter jelly." 
um, CD so we can do a peanut butter and jelly contest when we get to the school. Nice. And Tony Hernandez was like, "What's peanut butter and jelly?" I was like, "Shit, I'm sure y'all." The next you biggest little, <laughs> the next biggest little dance that you see every kid do. That was the, that was a TikTok butter? dance back yeah. then. Yeah. How about that? They That's went, how big it was. They went crazy, so he go back to school, go back to the station with DJ Def and um and um another DJ hey. and Def actually was like, "Yeah, yeah." He he was mic checking over it for like right, a right. little night peanut butter jelly he, for like a minute. And then he put power night like he produced it because I forgot the other dude was a producer. So they made a little intro with it uh, to funny. play it. And they played it all weekend long. And when Kid Curry came in, that was the most number one requested record on the radio station that That's day. Crazy. You know what I'm saying? It was everywhere. So it's like from then, I started playing Pit Bulls because I worked for Luke, so we already had Pit. So right. we done bought Pit 2 Power 96, but Pit had braids. Yeah, sure. Big so up Pit Bull. They yeah, was we, like, we knew when he had braids. They was yeah. like, oh, he's too uh, <laughs> Negro. He's too black. Because that was when Power 96 was Latin. That was before us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They was like, no, he's, he's too El Negro, too El Negro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I was like, well, oh, damn. Shit. That's some real racist shit yeah. right there. Like, <laughs> if that ain't racist. Like, you know what? Because he, he got wow. braids in his he got hair. He's too black. Like, yeah. you ain't even heard his song. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so now when I, me and I be start, I had, I, I had Pitt make me an intro. So Pitt is talking about all this shit out here where they selling dope and all that shit. So it's like it took about six months for people to really like, yo, who is this kid he talk about? All this hot shit going yeah. on out here. I was like, yeah, it's dude Pit Bull. So then we was doing Club Deep. Mm-hmm. And I told Pitt, listen, like, because I, I tell every artist everything Kid Curry tell me. He like, I come in with records, and I'm like, yo, this record's the shit. Kid Curry's like, no, it's not. It's not shit. It's bullshit. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? It's a fucking got the club crazy. He said, you gonna fucking tell me about 500 fucking people in the car, in the, in the fucking club, when I gotta work about a cube of 100 fucking thousand people, Teddy? That's what you gonna fucking tell me? And I was like. Good argument. <laughs> Like, you can't curry, nigga. You gotta let me know this shit. You know what I mean? I'll shut so, up, man. Like, then I come in, yo, um, heard it all before. That's a great record. No, that's a 25 year old black woman record, Teddy. We don't play. I'm like, hold up, man. You can't be saying, what the fuck you saying, my nigga? I, don't, I went back. Hold up, my nigga. You just said, you can't, you touch nerve. He said, Teddy, shut the door. He said, listen, urban is for black people, okay? Everything else, rhythmic, is for other people. I, that's his best. That's the only way I can explain it to you. He said, we take the top maybe seven songs of Urban and play them in rhythmic. And that's it. That's as far as we're going. Yeah. That's it. I was saying. more like a top, was it top 40? It was rhythmic. Yeah. Rhythmic was actually a a genre that was created down here from Rhythm 98. Remember Rhythm 98? They created that Power 96 station from Rhythm 98. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And that was when Cover Girls... That's when that all that uh, you had a lot of fun with obviously with Luke with the promoting with the early days traveling all shit. You had a lot of fun, right? But do you think that your biggest mark was going to Power 96? Having your own show. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that, what I that's what I heard about you even the most. Yeah, I mean that you that's understand? what Power 96 crossed me over to other people. Yeah. This is what yeah, I'm yeah, gonna no, say. That's, 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 that's it crossed what it, me over to because, the to the mainstream no. people, right. I was already nice in, yeah. in urban already. Yeah, of course, you know what I'm saying. The streets but, knew you. Now, right. do you want everyone to hear you? Yeah, you and, gotta, and that oh, was you, you got to get to the different. But platform. it was like the world because we made Power 96 yeah, the Power number 96. one station in the country. Yeah, yeah, it was, we it we was broke big. Wow, we broke 
all the records. I was breaking every record. I, I was, man, I ain't give a fuck. All they could do is fire me. Damn. What record is that, man? I don't know shit. The sh- fucking ragged ass computer broke the fuck <laughs> down. Had to put a fucking CD in it, bitch. And you interrupted my fucking show, kid. Because <laughs> he always say, I don't give a fuck what I'm saying. If I interrupt your show, that's a red flag for me. So I can always yeah, say, yeah. you fucking interrupted my fucking show, pussy ass bitch. Uh. Cuss his ass out about it. He'd be like, he, he hang up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, then the next day, I bring him some weed or some shit. Uh, and you forget all about it. You forget about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then I, then it was like, good, you know, good way to get his mind off. Even, even, like, even when I broke Pretty Ricky, it was like, the record was number one. He was like, those kids, Teddy just brings them everywhere, so the kids really liked them, but that's not a hit record. You know what I'm saying? So, right. um, what's his name? Um, Tony Tiger, Kirk Kilman was here in Miami. And, and Tony Tiger, he, he's like, man, come on, man, y'all got y'all got something over, man. Give me something. He said, all right, man, I got these kids, man. They fucking been killing the station. Kid doesn't think they're a hit, but I do. He played the record for him. He said, man, bring them to my to my suite right now. So he called me. We went, got everybody. We went over there, and Blue gave him like a verbal handshake, like we're gonna rock with y'all. And then the next day, Jive asked, was gonna give us one like Jive's number is one point five always. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. And he was like, nah, I gave Atlantic a verbal shake, you know. So, you know, and it was, like, crazy because during that same time, um, Greg Street called me, like, maybe three months before that and was like, yo, Ted, I'm going to put you up on game. Like, I just got put up on game because me and you, we done broke all the artists in the South. You broke everybody in Atlanta. <clears throat> I done broke everybody down here. Yeah. He's like, we supposed to get finder's fees. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, Damn. <laughs> Shit, 2% of a deal is a motherfucker, but 10, 15%. So I immediately called uh, Blue Blue. You got to give me a finder's fee. He's like, nah, Teddy, I got you. You know, I don't do no paperwork, but, you know, you're good. So I was like, all right. Oh, that was and, a quick good call. Yeah, you know, because that's like, how Fuck. Blue was. Like, Blue always doing no, the whole love. situation, work with them. Like You know dude. how money changed, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, but this was, he always he always had money. Like, exactly. while we was developing this shit, he'll call me to the dog track, right, right, come right. pick up three, come pick up five, oh, come, you love. know what I okay, mean? Okay, yeah, this so was before okay. they yeah, blew yeah. up, you know what I'm saying? When I, we used to, I used to be at the high school shows with Garcia, and they used to be there too. You know they was there because they had the glitter on the floor. They had the the Mickey Mouse glue glitter jean Now they was, they was sequence. All doing they thing, boom, 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 boom. The first time, I, the first time I saw them all together, they were all wearing the same suit. But, yeah. they, but that was the day that they had broke, that they had made like a $10 million distribution deal or something with some company, some, I forget who the, which one, whoever one yeah, is. Yeah, I stopped seeing them at the high schools after that. And I stopped seeing them right after that. Oh, yeah, they went, man, Bow Wow literally called the radio station for me, for them, mm-hmm. because he wanted them to add to the streets. Like, man, they going, man, these dudes, they don't fuck nothing. All these dudes gay. On the scream tour, we got hoes, you know. I'm with Sierra, so I can't fuck like I used to, but I need them. Yeah, I did the show with them, and then in, in Indiana, nigga, they fucked everything. They like the bus boys. They fucked everything that didn't move. <laughs> it's like, and literally, dog, I swear to God, oh, like, shit. we went on the scream okay. tour, and I did three shows. I did L.A., Portland, I did L.A., uh, Vegas, Colorado, and I let them leave me in Kansas City. I said, man, I'll figure it out. I'm not. It's too much. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, then they, and they came back and get me. I did. I did Tipsy. I, I, we did another single like in 2010, 2012. I did. I did like four months again. I was like, okay. I, I called another dude. I parked the truck. The keys is underneath the, the seat. I just pick that bitch up and continue. I'm, I love. can't do it no more. I'm so, I'm like, he, he, I, I'm in shock, and I'm in shock, know. and I'm, I'm not shocked. I'm like, you know, I got a lot of emotions rolling up in me now. Shock is just one of them, but it's not a bad shock. It's just, I'm like, 
I love these stories, man. The history I just love that, them. That, that you have, that, of what you experienced throughout the beginning right. of all, all, all these all these groups, too. It's kind yeah, of everybody. But time out. I don't care what no one says. You can front all you want. Anyone who lists, whoever listens to this, and they say that they knew even 60% of what he just said is bullshit. Nah, you can't just, know that unless you lived it. You understand? Word, and I, I'm sure, I just and learned a whole it. lot today. You know people be bullshitting out there and they know the history. You throw them two, three questions, they don't know shit. shit. Nah. You know what I'm saying? So that, and, that, and since, you know, I've been here, I'm from Chi-Town originally, but mm-hmm. I've been since I was nine. I've been, yeah, I ain't know. So, so, and I'm 45. Miami's where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in the 80s. He didn't get to experience that. When I tell him a lot of stories from there, he's like, God damn, like, Miami was yeah, like, still I, mad. I, I oh, ain't do the pack We had the crazy, oh, but see, that, that was, no, that base era was the craziest One of the best era. shit that we should do Ever. is Virginia Key Beach. Yes. yes. Virginia Key Beach, crazy. man. Nigga, Virginia Key Beach, I was on tour with G Shorties, right? And Met the Man, we was opening up for Met the Man, so Met was down here at Virginia Key. He drove back with us because he had got, um, he caused two riots in Gainesville and Jacksonville, uh. and the police was looking for him, so he had to jump in the van with us to come all the way back to Miami. Get the fuck out of here. We let that nigga out on 44th and 17th. That nigga just started running up and down the block, knocking on people's doors and shit. He bought out the whole fucking block. Nice. Then we went to the pool hall. And then um, they actually sent a, a, a you know vehicle to pick him up, and we all went to um, to Virginia Key Beach. Key, yeah. And there was Biggie, they R. Kelly had, was there that day. Ridiculous. Off like, Key Biscayne, you know. No, yeah, I know where it's at, but yeah. I, I oh, like that was ridiculous. That, like, man, ridiculous. Luke, Luke, Luke did it all the time. Virginia yeah, yeah, Key it was Beach, earlier, was earlier before any of the meth or anything you know about those base shows. I'm talking about, oh, Crazy. my God. The yeah, man, yeah. You would see... 14 and 15 year old girls in bikinis that are winning the the, the contest. Hmm. You know, and then. Where six, they mothers? Six flags. Their they were there. Their mothers were there. Their mothers were there. They just lost their yeah, contest. Yeah. Shady, they, they, they mothers were the putting them in. Did y'all see my daughter? Yeah. Lying to your daughter. And my brother. Put ass on my daughter. Oh, shit. You got my ass. That's it, you know. And then That's you remember, up, you though, remember Six Flags of Lambs? But it's true, though. You remember Six up. Flags Atlantis? Of course. I, I, of course. I saw the... Of the, 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 course. Like, the, the leftover. I saw the leftover. The wave No, you missed the whole era. With the dirty Hollywood... Look. Hold on, but see, that's some sushi. That was... Are you saying with the dirty Hollywood? The dirty Hollywood girls? Are you kidding me? Oh, shit. They let you just rub up on them when you could just meet them and just run at them. What's up, girl? The wave pool. Oh, my God. Ain't my fault. Hey, the way pool was listen, the action. Yo, listen, I can, t- I can talk to you for four more hours about this. Oh, man. But they don't allow me because they don't yeah, pay us they, enough for they, that. They, they're yeah, going to yeah, Let me tell you something, though. We brought you on here for a reason. This is you, the reason, yo. You, 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 you did, gave. You, the only thing we didn't get to chat about was the difference. Because he, he was asking me, you think he, we know the difference of like how strip clubs were back then? Because, you know, we had TIs and everything. Now they turn into the... Yeah, like, well, what's the difference of back then to now? Like, what you think? Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I how, think we was having way more sex in the champagne room than they do now. I think that's really I believe you were. Because, okay. I mean, yes. I used to go to King of Diamonds. That's why they made that song back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to go to King of Diamonds with 750, and I used to have sex with three girls every Saturday night. And I would let the girls pick the girls. Because I would work at Life. Remember, I worked at Life on the live broadcast. Yeah. And I would leave Life and come straight to, to um, I donated my whole salary that day to prostitution. You know what I'm saying? That was, I know, that was it. You see? And then, you know, I got banned. He's a humanitarian. I got banned from three different live Nothing. broadcasts from having sexual things going on 
at like these girls. I had threesomes. I had uh, me and Def getting head, and I took the blame for it. So I, I got like they was like, "Ted, we can't keep putting you at these different." <laughs> yeah, you're, getting, you're, you're just a little, like, a little, a yeah, little overboard. You said you can't do that. You don't need a little yeah. bit. It sounds <laughs> good on the radio, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you can't like the dude like for two days, two weeks yeah, on we the can road. Do private parties. I'm bro. like, yeah, I'm having an orgy in the VIP room. It feels great. Look, oh, it. ride that, ride it, ride no, it. No, no, no. Oh he my was, god, he was crazy. And then. The dude came up there and he seen it. He was like, "Oh my god!" Like I'm like, "What, bro? You thought this shit was right. fake? It's just another you Wednesday thought, you night." You thought we were faking it all? Oh man, the beach house. Wait to see what happens on Friday. Oh, the oh, the Power ninety six beach house. Yeah, no. That, <laughs> listen, let's pause. I, like yeah. I just said, we can do this all motherfucking night. We gotta, we gotta go. I'm so, I'm so glad we, that you came. Hey, and we y'all check out this Victor George. Oh Baca, yes, man. yes, you got this is my Baca, Victor George Baca. Real quick, put everything out. You yeah. what you doing? What you doing? Victor so George Baca is going down. What else you got to shout You know what I'm saying? We doing big things. We got the Lit Lounge tour. This is the event that lit I'm doing. Lit Lounge tour. Yeah, I'm doing this event where okay. we're, we're bringing we awareness for medical marijuana. <laughs> you know on, what I'm saying? And I got comedians. I got artists. I do this in Jacksonville. If y'all don't understand, Jacksonville is the next hub. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's a big, major area. We used to do TJ's yeah, and Upstart yeah, yeah, Record Pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to go up there. So yeah, now, we used to go up there. I want to create that again because it's something that's missing. It's always there. You know what I'm saying? So I've been doing this in Jacksonville where I'm getting I got, I got all the hot DJs, Kool-Aid. My man, Mailman, Pretty Ricky, uh, okay. Dr. Doom's involved. You know what I'm saying? So I got all the DJs, okay. everybody involved. And I, I really want, I've always been in the comedy, and I've been doing Larry Dog Comedy Show for the last six months. So it's really got me in the comedy. So now we're doing Orlando versus Jacksonville. We're doing a versus with comedy. That's hard. On Friday night. Saturday, we got Blood Raw. Um, he just dropped a new record. She wanted to rock with a real one. And then Sunday, I got Down South River Young Smiles Official. Mm. With that single, you know what I'm saying? He got with Tory Lanez. He's doing the Jaguar after day party with us from 3 to nice. 7. You know what I mean? Right. So, and then next month, we're doing the Florida-Georgia game at the end of the month. So, every week, every month, I've been in Jacksonville. I always, I see your, your, your IG's working. lit. You always busy. Oh, you working, you working. He always got everything. And I'll be 51 in October. Get the fuck, let's pop 51. There you go. Okay. You know what I mean? Still a youngie. Hey, Listen, we it. appreciate you for coming. You a legend Teddy. in our eyes. Anybody who don't know, do your motherfucking homework. Wild Man Teddy T, Hannibal Heckler, Eddie Giggs, Boris, yeah. Rumpy OGs, man. We won. Salute. Bah. We rocking.